Well, welcome to another episode of uh, Not Bar Idea. Well, let's see how things have grown worse. Um, Canadian pastor is still in jail for weeks for preaching. Um, I've got an issue with religion. And first, religion doesn't like me. They want to say God loves me, but Christians do not love me. And it's because I'm in disagreement with them. Um, they think I'm their enemy, so they treat me like I'm their enemy and that, you know, God needs to save me. And yet when I say the exact same thing back to them that, you know, you're not doing the right thing, God wants you to save yourself, like I got a message from God too, and everything you're doing seems to be socially harmful. And there just seems to be this disconnect. How they judge me is exactly how I judge them. Um, so they think because we have an opposing view, um, religious people want to be at war with me. And all I'm saying is let's have a conversation and question the Bible that you're believing in. And there is no talking. Like, you know, this, uh, our beliefs have been so programmed, you know, we don't even know what's true. Fiction, pure fiction will, you know, go to war and risk our lives because we believe a fictional story is true. And there's a lot of this has been going on. I'm 62. I've been seeing this my whole life from government. I distrust government because they've never told the truth. Every election, they give you their wish list of everything they want to do. And then they do the exact opposite. So I've kind of been clued into the election game that... If you're going to have a wish list, I want to see how are you going to make that happen. And as long as I can see every single wish list is impossible based on they can't even tell how they're going to do anything. It's just a wish list. You cannot talk with a politician about their policies when it's in detail. How are you going to get it done? You know, like how are you going to overcome all that opposition? Trump for one thought he could go in there and save America and it's like in his mind in Trump's mind he really envisioned that as long as everybody just did everything I said it would work out perfectly and it's like well how many billions of people on the planet feel the same way if you all just did everything my way the whole world would be fine and that's not the way the world works, is everybody's got their own different perceptions of reality. And when you want to be a leader, you've got to anticipate what the group wants and demands and what are our needs. So this is not something that's ever done in politics. Politicians listen to, you know, the CEOs making, you know, the billions of dollars. And the CEO is always interested in ending all jobs because they want to save money. And it's cheaper getting a computer or, you know, an answering machine um, 
or a robot to do the work of a human because you don't have to pay a, a computer or technology. You just have to buy it, service it, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper than hiring a human to do it. The only problem is, is computers or robots aren't consumers. And the only thing keeping billionaires a billionaire is consumerism. So all these billionaires are going to lose all their money as soon as they replace all humans with robots because nobody's going to be buying anything anymore. So how does a billionaire remain a billionaire if he has nothing to sell? Because he just deleted his entire market. And it's the same with religious people, Christians, and this pastor going to jail. It's like, what are you believing in? You've supported, I've seen how many explanations of the Bible says that we have to respect the laws of the land. Well, those laws of the land has caused enormous crime, enormous uh, hardships. You've seen poverty and homelessness. You've seen social problems. Well, those are all created because of our justice system that's not actually designed to result a true just society. It's an unjust system. And how can you tell? Well, you look at the definition of just what does just mean? It means the best possible outcome. Pretty sure God would support the best possible outcome. While our justice system is not designed to result the best possible outcome, it's designed to result the worst possible outcome, the win-lose, where the winner benefits of a problem existing and the loser loses and suffers from the problem, but is never allowed to say it's a problem because you lost. Your problem that you're suffering from is you just don't like a judge's decision. The problem no longer exists because it was settled in court. I, I personally don't believe I need to hear a judge tell me whether I was raped or not. So any judge that says a rapist is innocent, when you know damn well you've been raped, it's like we see how well that justice system works just by how many rapists are allowed to go free. And if a female gets raped, well, she's making a false report. So there's, there's no way this justice system is designed to result a truly just society because you have two options. You have a win-lose result or you have a win-win. Our justice system is not designed to result a win-win, but yet that is the best possible outcome is a win-win. The win-win means a problem was solved. But society wants to live in an unjust society. Religion supports an unjust society. That Bible that says you must respect the laws of the land, well, the laws of the land is something only Satan would approve. So this is where I'm 
conflicted with the Bible and with, you know, this Coates, Pastor Coates going to jail. It's like you've been supporting this justice system that's designed to result in unjust decision. You're in jail now. It is an unjust decision. Well, that is what you've been supporting for how many decades has religion, Christianity, that Bible been existing? Because as soon as that Bible says you got to respect a justice system that is designed to result the worst possible society, a win-lose scenario, that's something only Satan would do, would support. So I'm perplexed. Is God writing a Bible that says in order to follow God, you must follow Satan first? It makes no sense to me. And because I'm asking that question, I appear to be the evil one, um, the one that's against churches. And no, I, I'm against community getting together and, and uniting. And, and I wish it was about God, but I am seeing churches unite together and they talk about how they can increase all social problems and none of them are even aware that they're doing it. When I was homeless and I asked, for, you know, I needed support from something. So this church was helping me out. So they only help you out a little bit. They don't want to help you out all the way because then they're like, no, we've got other people we need to help out. Um, so, you know, who are you helping out when you can't really help anyone? <laughs> you can only help everyone just a little bit. And that little bit is just yeah, help somebody for an hour. You know, they need, you know, to live in a world that has opportunity for them to help themselves. But religion doesn't provide that. Religion supports all systems that take away healthy environments for everybody to thrive in because their Bible says you got to follow all man's systems, you know, even though these systems are all designed, you know, so only Satan would like, I mean, our medical system is a hundred percent designed to cause and create illness for profit. That's what big pharma is. Big Pharma's not in there to, to make you healthy. If you were healthy, they would go broke. Big Pharma's making more money than American national debt. And that's yearly. So, you know, Big Pharma needs to make more money. So it needs to make you sick, which, big surprise, they created a fake pandemic. And it's fake. I mean, the numbers aren't adding up. Um, all of these cases, you know, all of those cases were done by a test that can't even tell up from down. So just because a test says, hey, you've, you're sick, it's like, you know, read your body. Does your body say you're healthy? Well, trust your body. You're healthy. You're not sick. But how many millions of people were told they had COVID and just because of a test that's throwing way too many false positives? So the vaccine is, you know, nobody's buying into it. There's more doctors and nurses that are refusing to take it because they're seeing high death counts from people that are taking the vaccines, uh, you know, but you got to question why this pastor is not challenging 
that justice system because he could get out of jail no problem he does not need to be in jail but it's almost like he wants to be a martyr and a martyr for what to a martyr to keep these systems the way they are a martyr to the bible that you're reading that says you got to support everything that's wrong you got to support these justice systems that'll throw innocent people in jail you you're tasting it now but what i've seen is there's no way we should jail a pastor. Well, what's the difference between a pastor and some other Joe Blow? Why does a pastor mean more than any other human life on this planet? Should any innocent person, law-abiding person, be in jail ever? You know, like, so that kind of peeved me off when I'm seeing that this is a pastor and it's like outrageous that a pastor is out, but some violent criminal was let loose and it's like how do you know that other criminal was was a violent criminal you know because a judge said so well a judge just said that that pastor Coates is guilty of a serious crime it's more serious than a rapist or whatever that violent criminal went out apparently you know if we've got to listen to judges decisions if we're going to so you can't really say that a violent criminal was released because we don't know that judge dr judged that pastor to be a violent criminal too that's why he's in jail you you know judges don't put criminals in you know that are innocent people now that never happens except for all the time so this pastor in my opinion if he was following god i'm pretty sure you know the god that i'm following has a message for pastor Coates, and that's to put your bible down start developing a one-on-one -on -one connection with god learn how that's done when you're mad and angry and feeling hopeless and helpless and you're asking how do i get myself out of this trust you're talking to satan and satan's happy to answer but if you're trusting in god and you know god is going to show you the answer you have no doubt whatsoever you're full of love and you ask god how can you get out of this one god will give you an answer every freaking time he has never ever failed me there's some golden rules when you're talking with God and knowing whether it's real or not real. And that's got to be good for your mental and physical health. It's got to be good for your family's mental and physical health, your community, your country, your globe. As long as it's harming somebody, you know it's not coming from God. But you can always talk with God about that because... You know, telling a biological male that he's a biological male feels really harmful to that male because he doesn't want to hear the truth. You know, so um, hurt feelings can happen in people's actions when their feelings are hurt um, is a thing. And... I do think that we need to be um, aware of that, but not to a point where we're supporting fiction more than reality. Because feeding a delusion is like feeding into everything that's evil. Uh, it's sort of like what us people pleasers do. Um, because we don't want to rock the boat and we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. We're always caring about everybody but at some point you've got to see that 
caring for one person it could be destroying millions of people and you know there's which is what i personally see going on with um lgbt is they are targeting children they're introducing sexual behavior which i call a fetish and then kids grow up believing that they were born that way and it's like no that's called pedophile grooming you know so a lot of pedophilia going around um these days they human trafficking um we're seeing the royals you know megan markle um talk about racism which is another funny thing that the whitest black person is crying racism and no security and yet what do they want security from i mean there's pedophiles in that family the queen is 100% supporting pedophilia prince charles is bragging foaming at the mouth with his reset plan which definitely looks like pedophilia is the the rule of the land it it sounds like your children are going to be raised by the government you know by the royal so they could screw all your children first you have no say in it um and this stuff is is real it's in their reset plan and even uh like i think they prepared all of society for this reset um and f- the introduction of uh you know normalizing pedophilia by you you know all of the work they've been doing for the last 60 70 years with lgbt um targeting children and we've seen Celine Dion do a commercial who already mentioned in her commercial that your children do not belong to you and it you know <laughs> at the time and what lgb is talking about is the state has more say over your children than you do if your child um if a teacher says that child you know wanted to be a transgender the child doesn't even have to say it just the teacher has to say the child has said it once then that teacher is treating that child as though he is and if the parent objects to the teacher's behavior um the kid is taken away from the parent so um this reset plan is going to be nothing compared to Epstein Island uh, you know this is going to be Epstein Island's a walk in the park compared to what the royals have planned with this reset and human trafficking and pedophilia. That's what uh um Meghan Markle's uh, and Harry's interview with Oprah was all about. And it's like Oprah's definitely associated with pedophilia. She got caught pedophiles in her school and she's really good friends with Harvey Weinstein and introducing young kids to Weinstein was her thing you know so i don't really think oprah was the best person to handle this interview while it's so obvious that the inter- the, the whole thing the whole scandal was all about 
distraction from the pedophilia and the reset plan that the queen is 100% supportive of. You know, they're trying to make the queen look good. Harry, even Harry's making the queen look good. Even though Harry knows his, his, the queen is, you know, the one he respects the most is protecting the pedophile. You know, what do you need security from? You know, if not, the, the enemy is from within. <laughs> and yet not one word was spoken about the pedophilia problem or the security issues with the pedophilia problem. Um, it all seemed to be about a very spoiled, she's more white, she's enjoying white privilege. Um, I'm not seeing, like I'm seeing her being more racist towards black people than just because She's more mocking the problem. She's a filthy, rich, spoiled child that she's upset because she walked away and gave up a title for her son. So she's really upset about her son won't have a title and he won't have security that we gladly gave up. Um, you know, they don't want attention. So they go on to the most public human being on the planet, Oprah. Yeah, we don't want media attention. But yet they do everything to get more media attention. And then, you know, the comparisons to Lady Di is outrageous. I'm just seeing Lady Di rolling in her grave watching her son exploit her death like that. There, I'm not seeing a son care about his mother or worship his mother at all. I'm seeing, you know, a child that obviously was raised to despise his mother, to exploit everything. Because if he was worried about, you know, repeating the problems with his mother, he would not be trying to get as much publicity as possible. He would not be comparing, you know, his wife, who doesn't do anything nice for anybody. She's a taker, not a giver, where Lady Di was, you know, a giver. So to compare these two women together, you know, like, I'm reliving Diana's. No, no, there's nothing that is comparable. You have not done anything similar. And that's not me being racist. This is me being you're a filthy rich bitch that thought you could be a princess and not have to do any work. I mean, these people that were in this royal game, I mean, you heard Lady Di, it was torture. You wanted the torture. You, you, you clearly read everything, heard everything about Lady Di, and yet you wanted to participate in the dysfunction of that family. Um, now you're complaining about it. It's not very royal of you. But if the goal is to blow them all up, then if, you, if your goal, you know, if Harry's goal was to blow up the family and save everybody from themselves, then why not blow it up by exposing the pedophilia and the human trafficking that family is deeply, deeply involved in? But nothing, crickets. So because that was the biggest part of the whole freaking story, it's, it's more important than any racism. Yes, racism exists, but I think forcing children to have sex with adults is much worse. Um, and that's not to say I'm supporting 
any bad behavior of any kind, all of it, you know, I think should be stopped. But um, nothing is worse than a plan, a reset plan on a global scale that turns, you know, the whole planet into Epstein Island is what the royals have got planned for us. And that's not brought up. I think that's a bigger problem than racism right now. Especially because nobody's interested in any racism. There's all of these cancel culture. There's nobody's trying to do the right thing about anything. It's 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 one big mockery. Uh, Black Lives Matter was completely taken over by LGBT. And, and, and they're mocking black people. They're, they're telling black people that they don't have any value whatsoever. We've taken over. We are LGBT. And, uh, and they're proving black lives don't matter by how they're treating black people with their own protest. <sighs> you just told everybody that you don't mean anything you know, because you've taken over. It's sort of like, you know, biological males taking over, you know, female sports, you know, and saying, oh, we care about you though. We're ending all of, you know, any type of equality is now completely ended for females, but we care about you. Doesn't make any sense to me. So it's, uh, been a few weeks since I did make a podcast but those are kind of the things that were on my mind is the craziness within religion um if they wanted to they could get out all they had to do is ask government prove COVID is a, is a pandemic prove to me show me some empirically scientific evidence that proves COVID is a pandemic and then empirically prove wearing a mask is healthy and prove distancing and isolation and lockdowns. I want to see empirical science that says this is a better idea because as long as I'm seeing, you know, <laughs> the solution is far worse than the problem, um, something's wrong here. Um, I'm really personally feeling that in Canada here, we no longer have a government. I don't believe we have a justice system. I don't believe we have a, you know, police that you can phone if you're, if you need help right now. Um, there's no government, no police that I would trust. Mind you, I felt that way a long time ago. Um, I felt, uh, you know, Calgary police, I had called them a few times for help. <laughs> and they specifically told me that, they were going to arrest me if I ever phoned Calgary police again. So if you ever need any help in Calgary, don't phone the police because you more than likely might get be the one getting arrested. And this was prior to COVID. Um, this had to do with a very um, questionable landlord that paid uh, somebody to sleep with my neighbor who lived upstairs and posted all naked pictures of her all over the internet like this is how scuzzy this landlord was and we were desperately needing police protection from this guy um and nothing crickets we were told that we would get arrested so i 
definitely do not trust police. And then to see, you know, police, what they're doing right now, you know, these politicians are definitely violating how many laws. Um, there is no emergency. They know it. There was no debate. Any of these laws that are, you're passing out fines, these health regulations, absolutely no work was put into it. Some foreign entity told our government, do this, and we did it. We took it on face value. There was no debating. There was, you know, and, and on top of it, there is no opposition party. There's nobody even complaining about this. It's like all sides of all parties are equally in this. And I've been saying this for a few elections that, you know, conservatives are behaving exactly like liberals and the Greens are exactly like liberals, if not worse. Um, NDP are exactly like liberals. I mean, who do you vote for when they all support the same level of corruption? Because they all enjoy the benefits of corruption. So I, I, I think... Um, if we want to save Canada, we got to unite and we've got to, um, design our own systems and our own currency and build a better Canada. And I say we could do it a lot faster and a lot better if we did it ourselves united, but we need to, you know, come up with a plan, um, and I'm seeing some professionals uh, start to stand up and they're against all of these things, which is a good thing. And now we need to get people that know how to plan and, uh, you know, people that know systems. We first need to have debates. Uh, that is, we need two opposing views, finding agreement. You just increased your intelligence level. And as long as we were all, all programmed to be divided, that implies we're all programmed to have different opinions. So we need to figure out which one of us is right and which one of us is wrong, which means we need to learn how to have healthy debates. We all need to go to a peace table and all realize we're wrong. Every single one of us is wrong about something. We're right about something. In order to judge something to be wrong means you have to offer a solution to it. You see why it's wrong because you know what the solution is. Your idea of a solution may not be a solution, but there's more information that we've never shared before. We've never had peace tables. We are so divided that, you know, the anxiety levels and the frustration of hearing somebody not get it you know, because they have a different perspective than you is, you know, it's medically impossible for us to have these conversations. But when you know going into it that you're wrong, just accept the fact, okay, I'm going into it. I'm going to be wrong, but I'm going to learn something new and I'm going to come out of it smarter. You know, when you go into something with that attitude, <coughs> And you respect your opposing view, the person that has the opposing view, which means they have to respect you. So now you're walking into a table where you get to teach, because that's ultimately what we all want to do is teach the other person what we know, <laughs> but we can hear better the other person. 
because I'm finding I'm not listening to anybody that wants to teach me anything because they're not willing to listen to me. But I will listen to somebody that's willing to listen to me. And I will come at it that I'm wrong, that I'm 100% wrong about everything. You know, I'm willing to have that conversation. But you got to know where I think I'm right so that you can see where I'm coming from. And if you don't, if you can't even see where I'm coming from, then you've got nothing to say to me. I shut off. I blank off. So those are things that we need. I personally think we need. I think religion on a big scale needs to have a conversation. We need to question that Bible. And there's a reason why, you know, a good chunk of the global population doesn't support religion. And it doesn't mean that there is no God. I personally believe in God. He's never let me down. And that God that I listened to would pointed out how evil those Bibles are in every religion. So um, definitely spoken with Satan a few times too so I can tell the difference between Satan and it's usually my health is it goes bad I, I got cancer because I was listening to Satan a lot <clears throat> every time I smoked I was listening to Satan you know when I'm frustrated and and you know not believing um that drove me to smoking and then I get cancer. <clears throat> so definitely when I was doing that and doing things that aren't healthy for me, uh, clearly I'm listening to Satan. So there's other people that can help me listen to a, you know, a better voice. You know, there is a God. I, I won't I don't know. I, I'm catching myself right now. I got to just believe in God and that God is going to just solve everything. We need all of this shit to go down because that's exactly what I needed to wake myself up. In order to see everything wrong, you've got to feel that it's wrong. You've got to have the experience that, oh shit, this is wrong. <clears throat> if it doesn't feel, if you don't, if you're not touched by what's wrong, you can't really know what's wrong intimately. <laughs> so you never do it again. So I do see that everything that's going on is God's plan. God does want all of this, you know, hell to be crashing down right now. Um, he does want all of this chaos. Um, every aspect of this, we're slowly waking up. I mean, now that we're seeing pastors in jail. Now I'm seeing people actually say, well, what did you think? You've been supporting these systems for how many generations? And now you're complaining? A lot of criminals, you know, a lot of people that religion has fed in food banks, you know, people that have been homeless, they know why they're homeless, not because of the reasons people that religion think. People that are homeless have been watching Christians support the very judges that cause them to be homeless. So it's like, am I going to trust that, that, that pastor that's supporting that judge, which that judge is just ensuring that thousands of people will go hungry? You know, like, I'm not really going to trust that pastor anymore. So it's like a lot of people have been seeing this, you know, for generations. And now it seems to be the top, perfect time to say, Hey, Christians, have you ever read your Bible and seen how evil it is? And 
You know, like you can't really complain about your pastor being in jail when you supported that that corruption. And it's been happening to people for generations and all you offered was free food when they got out of jail. You know, like nobody would have been in jail. Nobody would have the power to um, pull the scam off if churches did not support that level of, of corruption within our justice system. And, oh, we got nothing better. You know, that's not an excuse because if you could see a justice system doesn't work are you all that deaf dumb and blind that you can't build a new justice system that's actually designed to result you know a, a just society have you if you're if you're connected with god then just ask god how do i create a justice system that results a just society you know god if, if you're christians and you believe in god then god will give you the answers of how to design better systems so you can't say that that one system is all we've got no we've had opportunity to design any other system if we wanted to we just chose not to hell we've designed phone systems to go from a hard hard wired line to a cell phone wireless you know if we can design systems like that we know how to design systems to work. The systems that we choose not to build is a choice. And just because it doesn't exist implies we don't want it to exist. But if we wanted a true justice system, we could design it. If we wanted a healthy economic system, we can design it. If Christians were connected with God, all they have to do is ask God, what is a healthy economic system? Show me. Show me how to build a, an, an effective equality economic system that everybody can prosper. You know, God will tell you the answer to that. What's a justice system? Ask God. He'll tell you. What's a healthy medical system? Ask God. He'll tell you. Right now, all Christians are listening to Satan. They're worshiping Satan. Their Bible tells them they got to worship Satan. They got to follow all of these systems and all of these rules. And all of that is only something Satan would approve of. So it's like, can't really say God, like God, everything is perfect. You know, if we wanted to fix Bibles, it's like we've got to see a pastor in jail. He's not being a martyr to his cause. And he's like, see, you're in jail because that's what you supported for hundreds of years. You're not even questioning the government right now. You're not asking government, where's the evidence? No, you're just blindly trusting, blindly trusting doctors when they say biological male is female, you know, but, you know, so when they come up with a fake pandemic, you're going to believe them too. You're never, ever questioning anything these professionals are telling you. And they're professionals in an industry to profit off harming you. <laughs> but you don't want to face that reality. Because Christians are working and earn their living in all of these systems. They are lawyers. They are judges. They are doctors. You know, they are professionals earning a living in all of these man-made systems that only Satan would approve. 
and their Bible is telling them to do that. I don't know. God's working in mysterious ways. I think everything that he's doing right now, right down to me getting cancer, is just pure genius. God's showing us our lesson. You know, he's allowing all of this to happen. We're learning more about what life is about. We're learning how easily humans can be deceived. And we're going to learn how we can move mountains, how united we stand and we can change the world. If we want to live in heaven, we got to build it. You can't die from it and go and expect to get to heaven, you know, because in order to die from this experience means you failed God's wishes, you know, and it's, he'll give you a redo. You can be reincarnated back into this life. And keep trying until you we do it right. And by doing it right, I think, is we need to learn how to design heaven on earth. And we need a guide that helps us know what's the difference between right and wrong. And right means we aren't dying. Wrong means we're dying. So um, the response to COVID is killing more people. So we know that that's wrong. We know that wearing a mask is not good for your health because we, we humans have a mouth, we have a nose that needs to take in oxygen. And if you prevent oxygen from going into your body, that's not healthy for you. And yes, there's viruses all over the planet. This is nothing new. We've always had deadly viruses. The only thing that keeps us alive is by interacting with these viruses and, and allowing our immune system to get stronger by interacting with these things. This is how we mutate and um, evolve with our environment. You know, we're not evolving if you are destroying your immune system and the slightest virus makes you sick. You are a weak person, you know, and the only people I'm seeing dying from COVID are people that get vaccines. So destroying your immune system is not a good idea. Putting anything foreign into your body is not a good idea. And healthy food and healthy living is what's in our future. Like it or not, <laughs> we're going to, you know... Living healthy is boring. And I bet you any money, people that really healthy people that work out all the time would say, no, being healthy is not boring. It's, but take away their competition. Take away their sports that, you know, that, you know, it, it risks their lives. You know, they they can't survive it because they need to have that adrenaline of uh, I've risked my life today um, doing this sport. You know, I could have died doing that, but I didn't. <laughs> and it's on a subconscious level. So our future is definitely going to be different. I'm having all of the faith in God to make everything better than it's ever has been. And I really truly believe that is what's is going to happen because it's so distasteful. 
nobody, when it comes push to shove, when people are feeling the pain of this reset, there's no way you're going to take it, <laughs> you know. Um, this is too global. It's It involves every, it's not like you live in China and escaping China, you know, to get away from, you know, that country. It's like, this means there is no escape. <laughs> you know, you have to leave the planet if you want to get out of the hell that they're creating. So I just don't see it happening because I I think there's way too many humans that would rather do something else. <laughs> you know, they, they would take their chances. And I think it would be one big massive wave. As soon as somebody starts it, you you will be sucked into that wave of change. Um, and it's more powerful than a couple of billionaires. Billionaires that are also broke. Let's Let's forget, let's not forget that these billionaires that are trying to do this reset, you know, the queen, um, they're financially broke right now. They're devaluing all currencies. So they're just printing up money that has absolutely no value whatsoever. So technically, they're broke. They cannot make this game last very long. <laughs> they can only fool us so long because it's not sustainable. They need to adjust interest rates um, if they want this game to continue. And they can't increase interest rates because as soon as they do that, then all the millionaires and billionaires know they're broke. And so what would really tip the scales is they all own land. They're land, they're asset rich. So the only thing that we need to do to knock them to homelessness is every piece of land tax the living hell out of them. If we start taxing the queen for every piece of land that she owns, like in Canada alone, I'm sorry, but you're broke, you know, and you have no money to pay any of those taxes. But that's what I think we need to be doing is, you know, now that currency is being devalued, Anybody that owns assets, um, they need to be paying the price for the damage that they cause. So tax the living shit out of them. And then let's rebuild a new world. That is totally the opposite of what they're expecting. They won't see this one coming. But it's, it's like the saying that we're pearls. It takes irritation to bring out the pearl in us. These elites, you know, like I'm really questioning, are they really the bad guys? Because they're creating the irritation that's going to bring out the pearl in all of us. We've been acting like little devils and we've been supporting everything wrong for, you know, since time began. We needed this irritation to bring out the pearl in us. And, and I really believe that that's the only way we could be the pearl. The only way we could be the best is if we had this level of irritation pushing us to it. So without a doubt, without a doubt, I know everything's going to be okay. Love yous all.